0: I want to go real quick. I don't think I can go through all of this. But uh, this is so important. If you want it, I will make copies of uh, the sheets for you. So you can study for yourself. Because this is so important. Father, just open our eyes to see your word. To see the truth from your word tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. I encourage you, if you want, I'll print them out. After the service, we can make copies. So I don't think I'll go through all of them, but it's so important that you know that Paul was not sick. Paul was not sick. The way you've heard from people, Paul had a thorn in his flesh and people say he was sick, maybe he was blind. And Paul used a lot of words that you can draw from and say, well, maybe he was sick. But that's not exactly what really happened because Jesus paid for our sickness and our disease. Psalm 103, verse 1 through 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. And forget not all, none of His promises. Don't forget any of His promises. Don't forget any of His promises. And He says He forgives how many of our iniquities, all our iniquities. And then He heals all our diseases. You can't take Paul away from that. See? You can't remove Paul from benefiting from what God says. Don't forget. But preachers will tell us that God is trying to teach you a lesson through your sickness and that there is a a greater good coming on the other end for it. Now in our time, if a man does that, we will call CPS for the guy putting some disease in the mouth of his child to teach the child a lesson. He's never done. And God says, If you earthly fathers but being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good gifts to you? Now, these are some scriptures that are taught to show that Paul was sick. And I'm going to go through the scriptures. And then I'll show you other scriptures that refute that. If you put them together. It, and you can actually see that this, it doesn't make sense to say Paul was sick. Or that Paul was talking about sickness. When you compare what he said in this particular passage with other things that are spoken in scriptures. And that's what I'm going to go through. First scripture will be Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 through 10. And I'm going to go through them uh, and, and stop. And then, you know, let's look at the scriptures closely. And he said to me, that's God, Paul was saying, I besought the Lord to take the thorn away from me, right? To take this thing away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in witness. Notice, God, Paul didn't, Jesus didn't say to Paul, no, I am not going to heal you. Because Paul didn't ask to be healed. Paul didn't say, I asked the Lord three times to heal me. That's not what he said. He said, I asked the Lord for this thing to depart from me. Meaning the messenger of Satan. That's what Paul says. A messenger of Satan to buffet me. Right? And he said, I sought the Lord. I asked the Lord three times. And the Lord said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. God didn't say, no Paul, I am not going to heal you. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast... In my infirmities. Now, if you see an individual who is boasting in his sickness, I think the guy is nuts. Right? If a guy says, I'm sick, I'm always sick, I can't be well, I'm always sick, and I'm glorying in my sickness, I will boast that I'm sick. I'll say, you are nuts, don't come near me, right? <laughs> I don't want you as a friend. I've never seen anybody who say, I will boast of my sickness. Have you ever seen anyone like that? Stand up in the hospital. Doctors, nurses, all oh, you come around. Let me tell you. I am so glad I am sick. That doesn't make sense. So he said, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So basically, if you are boasting in your sickness, the power of God falls upon you. Well, I would rather be sick then. So the power of God... Will follow on me always. How many of you want the power of God to follow on you? Well, to rest on you like Paul. Well, get really sick. So you can get the power on you. But so, I would rather boast in my infirmities. So, the infirmities in our time, the word infirmity means sickness, right? So we believe that Paul was sick. And so Paul was boasting only in his sickness. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Can you imagine? I'm glad I like to be sick. Have you found anyone like that? I take pleasure in being sick. Does that make sense to you? No one will take pleasure in, in sickness. I'm glad I'm sick. I like to be sick. I'm, it's a great joy for me to be sick. Oh, you're nuts. Something is really wrong with you. But that's not what Paul is talking about. In reproach, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. So his infirmities, for Christ's sake. Oh, that makes a little sense. Maybe if I'm sick, for Christ's sake, then I can be sick. For whom? For when I am weak, then I am strong. So weakness is what he is talking about. So he says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So whatever infirmity is, is causing weakness. So when he is weak, then he is strong. If the word weak means sick, then the word strong means he is made well. Does it make sense? For when I'm weak, then I am strong. But when I'm, if the word weak means sickness, then when God says, then I am strong, then God has made him well. He is strong again, so the word, it doesn't make sense if you inject the word sickness. That's not what he's talking about, and when he talks about weakness, that's not what he's talking about. And I have other scriptures to prove that. So we go to Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty uh, through, uh, uh, through thirty-two. Paul is talking again about boasting. He says, "If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity." So again the word infirmity he is talking about boasting of his infirmity again. So now then he's now he's gonna boast about his infirmity, right? He's gonna tell us what this is. He says the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. So he's gonna tell you a little bit about his infirmity, right? He knows I'm not lying. Now look at what he said. In Damascus, the governor So what has the governor of Damascus under uh, Aretas the king was guarding the city of Damascus, of the Damascens, with a garrison desiring to arrest me? And if you read for that, he said, they let me down. So is that anything to boast about? Is that infamity? So you see, he's not talking about that. And so we go back to the thing of the uh, chapter 12, where Paul was talking about the thorn in his flesh was sent to, by a messenger of Satan, Satan to buffet me. He was actually talking about beating. We talked about that last week. To deal blow after blow. And he talked about the sufferings that he's gone through. So this is the same. He again, using the word infirmity, went on to tell you about the suffering that he went through because they were trying to kill him. And we talked about that last week. Because Jesus had told him go, through Ananias go and show Paul the things he must suffer in my name. So he was going through them. God gave him revelation and through the revelation God gave him this the messenger of Satan to harass him and as we go further the picture will become clearer. In Galatians chapter 4 verse 13 it says you know that because of physical infirmity I preached the gospel to you at the first. Now, if you read some other translation, it will tell you, because of my illness, I preached the gospel to you at the first. Now, what you need to know is, Paul was torn to the point of death in Lystra. Iconium, he was persecuted, being. And all of that region, Iconium, Lystra, Derby, that's the region called Galatia. That whole region is the region of Galatia. You can check your uh, Christian map. That whole area was Galatia. And after that, there is Corinth close by. After he left Iconium, he went to Corinth. He had been stoned and they chased him to Iconium and back again to Corinth. So all that period he was there, he was being harassed and beaten. So when he was in Galatia, that was when they stoned him. And you can read in Acts Gal- uh, chapter 13 verse 14. That's when he was stoned. He was still in that same region. And in that same region he was preaching. Now you tell me. If you have been stoned, I mean rocks, have been thrown to destroy your life. How goodly would you look after they are through with you? How well will you feel? We forget that Paul was just a man. He was just a man. All of that he's saying, when he came to, he was writing to the Galatians, you know when I came, my physical infirmity was on my flesh. You could see the bruises on his face. The swellings, you don't expect the swellings to go down the next day, right? But he got up and went to the next city to preach. He would not be feeling well. But theologians have taken all of that and turned it around to mean that Paul was sick. How would you feel if you've been stoned in one city and the same guys that stoned you, they're searching for you in the next city to stone you? Are you going to be standing there feeling good to preach? You'll be trembling. And you'll be watching the crowd to see if you recognize any face among them. It's very obvious in the scriptures. So he was with them in weakness. He wasn't feeling very good. He had the physical infirmity. He says it was through that, because of it, they persecuted him, he had to leave that place and they went to another place to preach. And because of that, he they, they, they went to that new area to preach and they welcomed him as a child of God. They understood he was being persecuted. They received him as an angel from the Lord, even though they saw everything that was happening to him. We will receive a man like that here, won't we? That was what he was talking about. He was sick, healed, not because of disease. Do you understand what the difference is? But because of the beatings. Three times he said, we read it last week, he had stripes, just like Jesus had, minus one. That's a lot of beating. The same Jews, beating with the same type of stripes, Three times. 40 stripes minus 1 39 stripes 3 different times during the stoning that was what he was talking about he wanted these things to stop God please stop it and you read later in the future Jesus had to appear to him to comfort him to assure him you won't be beaten this time don't worry because he was afraid I'm going to go further down very quickly the word infirmity, this is the same word. Okay, I'm going to go back to that word infirmity when we talk through infirmity. This is the same word if you read in the traditional King James, that old King James version, not the new King James. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says, likewise the Spirit also helps our infirmities. Read the traditional King James. The Spirit also helps our infirmities does that mean we are all sick our means every christian right the spirit is helping our infirmities so the word doesn't make sense if you take it to be sickness and it tells you what the spirit is helping the word infirmity means weakness there it says and in new translations it says weakness. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. That's what he called infirmity. The fact that we don't know what to pray for as we ought, the scripture calls that infirmity. And when Paul uses it, because he used the word thorn, we say, well, he was sick. And Satan lies to us, and we believe that, and we never can trust God for our healing. We put the sacrifice of Jesus... Which the scripture says, by his stripes, we were healed. We put that aside and we narrow it on, you know, focus on Paul's tongue. And say, well, I'm suffering Paul's tongue. God is trying to teach me a lesson. Well, if you're going through Paul's tongue, and I'll say it again, then you must have had great revelations from God. And if you haven't had the this, this same type of revelations that Paul had, you don't qualify. That's the truth. That was the reason why God gave him the thorn in his flesh. That he wasn't talking about sickness. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 3, he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. After he he left the region of Galatia, he went to Corinth. And he was preaching there. Knowing that the people could come from Galatia, the region of Galatia, to look for him. And and they actually came eventually. They mobbed him in, in Corinth and he had to move. Possibly to Ephesus. But in Acts chapter 18, while he was at Corinth, the very first time he was in Corinth, he was preaching. God was really moving. But he was very afraid. And it says in Acts 18, from 8 through 10, Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his, house, or his household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Look at what happened. Yet he was with them with fear and much trembling because of the persecutions. Look at what happened here. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by vision. So Jesus appeared to him by vision. He said to him, do not be afraid, but speak, and do not keep silent. So he goes back to much trembling. He was afraid. He says, for I am with you, and no one will attack you to hurt you. Just to assure him. That's why he was afraid. Because of persecution. No one will attack you to hurt you. For I have many people in this city in other words I'm going to prevent this this Satan's messenger from harassing you because I have a lot of people to be warned here when I'm through with that he may come to you and you have to move to another place and it's a very tough life to live but that was his lot that was his cross and he bore that cross faithfully no complaint he only said he yes asked the Lord those three times after God told him no that was it he never asked again till he died he was a great man of God but we should never attribute what he went through that's an insult to the gospel to to the word of God to attribute what that great man went through and say that he was diseased that's not right and we hurt ourselves if we believe that lie so this is the truth it was persecution not sickness He was never sick. He was ill, but not because of disease. It's a big difference. He was ill because of the beatings and the persecutions and imprisonment and all kinds of things. People striking him and all of the things that he had to go through. That was the problem. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10, it says, For his letters, they say, are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak, and his speech contemptible. Now, his bodily presence, again, you know, is because of the persecution. We've already gone through that. But if you take the word weak to mean he was sick or diseased, then I want you to consider this next scripture about Jesus Christ, okay? That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. It says, For though he was crucified in weakness, okay? Who was crucified in weakness? Jesus. Was Jesus sick? Absolutely not. Was he diseased? Absolutely not. But here the same word is used. Jesus was crucified in weakness. Yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him. Are we all sick? Can you see how stupid that can be? Are you sick? Right now everyone here is sick. Notice we all are weak in him. If the word weak means infirmity or sickness, then we are all sick. That's why the word doesn't make sense. If you take... That poor uh, sickness was, I mean, uh, weakness was some kind of disease. That's not true. We are all weak, he said in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God. So what, you know, the way God is, everything that God gives to us is in secret. He says, To you is given the ability to unravel the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to them is parable; they can understand it. First Corinthians chapter two, I believe, verse fourteen. He says, "The natural man does not understand the things of the Spirit of God; they are foolishness to him." So when you don't understand, you go with your natural mind. It's easy to say, "Well, Paul was sick," but that's not what the Scripture says. He was not sick; he had other problems. Now look at First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fourteen through forty. 40 I mean 40, uh, Chapter 15, verse 42 and 43. You can laugh, David. (laughs) Notice what it says. Again, the word weak. That's what I'm picking on. I'm picking on the word weak. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. Right? Right? It is raised in power. Well if you say a body, that's a dead body, right? It's put in the ground. <laughs> what a minute, the body is weak. I thought he's dead. Can a dead person be still weak or sick? So it says here, it is shown in weakness. A dead body can be weak. Oh look at that dead body is really weak. What are you talking about? is dead. Can be sick. Can be dead. Can be, I mean, can be weak. So that's how, when you put those scriptures together and you take the word weakness, when Paul says, when I'm weak, then I am strong, you take the word weak to means disease or sickness, and you compare these scriptures with all the, that scripture with all the scriptures, you don't make sense. That's not what the Bible is talking about. yes mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying yes. yes so it's the same word witness yes yes mhm. Well, in our day, the word infirmities means sickness. But in his day, the word means weakness. And I'm putting the two together to try to explain that. He wasn't talking about being sick. Yes. Thank you. So, that's what the word says. Now, then, and there's another word that people use, the word temptation. Okay. Temptation, Paul used that. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, And my trial, or my temptation, which was in my flesh. You see, he was sick. Okay? Because the temptation is in his flesh. But what he was talking about, the troubles he was having. And the things you can see from all the beatings. From looking at him. That's what he was saying. My temptation that was in my flesh. You can see all the marks and the bruises and everything. The scars from everything. That's what he was talking about. He he referred to that. I got the scars of Christ on me. He added. So that's what he was saying here. And my trial or temptation which was in my flesh you did not despise or reject. But you received me as an angel of God even as Christ Jesus. Again this is he was writing to the Galatians. Remember he had been stoned even to the point of death in Lystra. Which was also part of the region of Galatia. And they saw that, he said, you still received me as an angel of God. But people were, or unbelieving believers, will take that, say, see, Paul was sick. Paul was never sick. Not from disease. In Luke chapter 4, 4 verse 13, the same word that was used when he said, my trial or temptation was used... In Luke 4.13, which reads, Now when the devil had ended every temptation, so this is temptation from Jesus, the same temptation was used with Paul, and so it's not sickness, it's something that's coming from the enemy, the devil. He departed from him until an opportune time. Satan left him. Luke 22 verse 40. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. It's the same word temptation in the Greek that was used in Galatians chapter 4 when Paul said, And my temptation or my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise. The same word. That's the exact word that was used. And never does it refer to sickness or disease. But people will always say that because of sickness, because he said he was in my flesh. But again, he's talking about the thorn. Another word that is used is uh, the Paul's large letter. Paul's large letter. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 11, it says, See what, with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. Notice the word says letters. So what they are trying to, let, to lead you to understand was Paul was almost blind. And so when he wrote his letters, they were really large. Huge A. <laughs> Huge B. So that's what they say. But if you go to the Greek and you check your concordance, the word means epistle. A large epistle. It means a document. We go and check yourself. Check everywhere that word is used. It means an epistle. The same word is used in other places. Not large in terms of the size, but volume. Because it was not his custom to do his own writing. He he dictated, just like prophets of old, Timothy was always around, so you will see Paul and Timothy to the church in Ephesus. So Paul was speaking and they were writing. But this time, because he was trying to prove a point to the Galatians he called them all oh, foolish Galatians who had bewitched you because he said there were people that were showing them we love you but they were trying to pull them away from the faith so Paul decided this time I'm going to show them I love them and he wrote this letter with his own hand and that was all he was talking about now these unbelieving believers have now seized on this and said well you see Paul was sick his eyes were diseased that's why he couldn't write normally his letters were very large And they believe he was sick. Had eye problems. Look at Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant? Not of the letter. It's the same word letter that was used. No difference. You can check the concordance. It's the same word. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills. That same word letter. Kills but the spirit gives life. That word letter there is the same word that was used in Galatians chapter 6 verse 11. When Paul says the letter I have written with my own hand. If you read, you check the concordance. Please check it tonight. What you will find is epistle. A document. He just happened to have written it with his own hand. And he was trying to show them. And if you read through Galatians, you will see he was trying to tell them, I truly love you. These people are excluding you so you feel after them. They are trying to separate you from the faith. So he was really trying to win them back to him, himself. And so he wrote this letter with his own hand. And they knew Paul never wrote by, with, with his own hand. So this was very important to Paul. That was the point he was trying to make. And theologians have seized on that and said he was, he was diseased. That's not so. Paul was never sick. His eyes were okay. Another scripture that is used to show that Paul's eyes were diseased and he was almost blind is in Galatians chapter 4, verse 15. Notice it's the same church, Galatians. The Galatian churches. He says in uh, uh, 4, verse 15, What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness... That if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. So what is thought thought about this particular scripture is that Paul's eyes were so diseased and they felt so much love for him. They wanted to pull their own eyes to give to Paul so that Paul could see and be able to minister to them. But that's not the case. All Paul was saying, you loved me at first when I got to you, even though you received me as an angel of God when I came to you. Even though you saw the weakness and all the infirmities in my flesh, but you still received me as an angel of light. Now, in my place, this is what in my country, uh, if you do something really great, uh, my people will say, I give you my hand. Right? Make sure you heard that. I give you my hand. I give you my right hand. That wouldn't mean my right hand is diseased. That's <laughs> just a word that they used in their time. They give you, I give you my right hand. In fact, uh, one minister was in a place and he and had a great crusade. The people were healed, and, and God really did a great work and one of the ministers came to say "Uh, we thank you so much for coming to our country to minister to us if it were possible we would have we could have we would cut our right hand and give it to you well that didn't mean the minister had a bad right hand but that's what people seize on they say well you see his eyes were blind that's why the people were thinking about plucking their eyes but it's just a show of affection that is all not that Paul was blind. But these are the things that theologians use to deceive us. But the truth is that Paul's eyes were healed. The Bible tells us so. When he saw Jesus on the way to Damascus, he became blind, right? You remember that? He was blind. And Jesus actually told Ananias, please go and pray for him so that he will receive his sight. So, everyone who says Jesus is Paul was blind, you are indicting Jesus that he didn't do a good job. <laughs> he didn't do a good job of healing Paul's eyes. Look at what it says in Acts chapter 19 verse 17 through 18. Now my, my time. Can I have some five minutes please? <laughs> okay, five minutes. Angela, can I have some five minutes please? <laughs> okay. Everybody said yes, so I'll go take it. <laughs> it says in, in, in verse 17 and 18, it says, and Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may what receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales. And he received what? His sight. Let God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> he was not blind. He wasn't talking about being diseased in the eyes, like theologians will have us believe. Paul was not sick. This is scripture. That's why we should study scriptures to know the truth. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Once you have the knowledge, you put that aside. And then you can believe God for your healing. And sometimes just listening to the word and putting, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things, your faith rises and the sickness says, I can't stay in this body anymore. The light is here. And we are from darkness. We're out. So Paul was never sick. His eyes were okay. In Acts chapter 24 verse 10, Paul was speaking to... Uh, a governor. And it says in verse 10, this was towards the end of the Acts of Apostles, before, after he had been arrested. Okay? And he was on his way, about on his way to Rome. This is what it says. Then Paul, after the governor, had nodded to him to speak answered. Inasmuch as I know that you have been for many years a judge of this nation, I do the most cheerfully... Answer for myself. Notice what the guy did for him to speak. He didn't say a word. He nodded. And Paul knew it was time for me to speak. Oh, If he was blind, how could he have seen the guy nodding? Good question. This was the end of Acts of Apostles, right? He wasn't blind. The guy knew he wasn't blind, so he did. Okay, you can speak now. And Paul saw that, and immediately... He started to speak. So he was never blind. Amen? Amen. Amen? Acts 28, that's the very last chapter. Verse 3 and verse 5. It says, this was after the, ship, uh, the shipwreck. It says, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. Who laid the sticks on the fire? You think a blind man, unless he's... I mean, he's in a new place. A blind man would do that if they're used to the place, right? But if you are in a new place, and a fire had been set, how could you see to go... Maybe it was evening, I don't know. They got that How could you go around to gather sticks yourself? A blind man, in a new place. How could you do that? It's impossible, right? He gathered the sticks and went to the fire and put the, the sticks on the fire to warm himself. And if you, you can read through Acts, Acts 28, he saw if uh, some, some of the uh, guys wanting to jump from the ship. And he said, Captain, tell them, they stay in this boat. If they jump, they'll die. Because God had told me no one would die if they stay in the boat. He could see what was going on. He begged them to eat. Okay? So he was never blind. Verse 5, it says, there was a viper that fastened itself. Let me go back, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fasting on his hand. And the guy said, the the villager said, "Boy, this blind man couldn't see enough to gather dry sticks. He gathered sticks with with a viper, right?" No, they're saying this is an evil man. You know, the sea didn't they, they spared him now. Uh, because he's done so much evil God will not allow him to live That's what they said But then it says in verse 5 But he shook off the creature into the fire And suffered no harm So Paul knew where to put that viper Right? Shook it into the fire And sat there And felt no harm So he was really never sick There are other scriptures I can put all of this together but I just wanted to show to you from scriptures that what you what you've heard, if you've heard anything about Paul's thorn, Paul was never sick. We started last week. If you were not here, get the tape and listen to it. Uh, Paul was never sick. But that's usually an argument. Every time you talk about God healing everybody, they'll tell you, but what about Paul? Are you more who are you holier than Paul? Paul was sick, and the preachers tell you that Paul was sick. And they said, Thy will be done, O God. They teach Him a lesson. God doesn't do that. You won't do it, and God will not do that. Will you stand up with me? I've taken a lot of your time tonight. I hope this helps tonight. If you want a copy, I'll get them. Can we make a copy, uh, Linda? Can we make copies of this? Or we can make copies of this. You can have them. It's on the internet? Okay, God. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word says forever, O God. Forever, O Lord. Your word is settled in heaven. It is settled right in heaven. And Lord, we can trust in your word. It doesn't contradict itself. The word speaks the truth. And your word heals us. As we gain understanding in your word. We thank you for your love. Thank you for revealing Christ to us. Thank you for opening our eyes so that we can see and be healed. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Please don't forget to pray for us.